One of the most popular ways to insert millions of years into the Bible is by appealing to the gap theory. Today on Creation Talk, what do we do with the gap theory? Hi, welcome to Creation Talk. I'm Joe Tay and this is Gary Bates. And today we're dealing with this question. Mm. What do we deal with the gap theory? Yeah. But before we start, Gary, do you want to explain to us what is the gap theory? As you said in the intro, it's an idea to insert millions of years in scripture. Uh, it was taught in our seminaries in the 50s, 60s, 70s. And so people kind of my generation and a bit older have been exposed to that. And as a result, it's just been accepted. It's a, it's a lot of what was taught in the Bible colleges and the seminaries. Uh, as I said, based on the Schofield's study Bible is where it yes. originally came from. And many pastors today have accepted and passed that on. In my experience, and probably yours, most lay people don't really fully understand the gap theory. They've been taught it and have just accepted it. But ultimately, it's an idea to try to insert millions of years into Scripture somewhere. You know, if you and I had a, a dollar for every idea we had, we'd, we'd be millionaires. But this is one of the most popular for the reasons I mentioned. So we start with Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and then they allow a huge gap of time. Verse 2 then talks about kind of the, the filling of God's creation in six days, but between verse 1 and verse 2, we have this gap of deep time. And that supposedly just solves everything because they don't think it does you know, violence to Scripture or the Gospel. So is there anything else that's unique to the gap theory that we... We hear about Lucifer flood, what's that? Well, why? here's the thing, and I always say to people, and if people are listening and maybe have adhered to it, I would just ask you to be open because we're going to really deal with what the Bible says about this. First off is you don't get an idea of a gap there from a natural reading of Scripture. Uh, we can talk about the the, the grammar in, in there uh, in a moment, but the whole idea to insert millions of years was a deference to a secular interpretation of the natural world. And when I say secular, we're talking about non-Christian. So evolutionists have said that the earth is millions and billions of years old. Now, where do they get that idea from? The rock layers. So that's where they get it from. Exactly. It's the rock layers. Now, those rock layers have what in them? Lots and lots of fossils, fossils and death. Yes. So ultimately, just on the surface there, the fall didn't come into the world until Genesis chapter 3, Death and sin enters the world. Romans 5.12, the New Testament says that. But here we've got all these rock layers in the gap between Genesis 1.1 1, 1 and 1.2 with lots of fossils in them, lots of death. But putting that aside for a minute, you mentioned Lucifer's flood. Yes. So they claim that those rock layers and the fossils in them were caused by something called Lucifer's flood. So what's, what's that? Well, remember the Genesis flood, which probably explains the majority of them, is not till chapter 6. Yes, but here we have a Lucifer's flood. This is a pre-Adamic world. Lucifer was allowed to roam and he destroyed the earth that was. And then what we're reading from verse 2 is a reconstruction of God's creation. So, so some is, people call it ruin reconstruction theory. So is Satan's unfallen state ruling on earth before Adam was even created? Well, it's not his unfallen state. It's his fallen state fallen. because Lucifer's flood is a judgment. Okay, so Lucifer falls into sin and God sends a Lucifer flood to destroy all life on earth. Exactly. But there's a problem with Lucifer, Satan, 
actually falling before day six. Yes, that's right. Because I think the, the Bible is clear at the end of creation week, God saw all he had created and it was very good. Yeah. So how could Satan have fallen before sin entered the world? Well, that's the issue. Is, is Satan part of God's creation? Job 38 tells us about God creating the angels. Satan is a fallen angel. And the word or the term very good at the end of day six, because we have you know those days good, good, good. We get to day six, it's very good. Tov miod is yes. the Hebrew term, and it means perfection, completion. So God's creation is finished. That kind of doesn't really adequately describe, well, it was good, then it was bad, and then I made it good again yes. as well. So there's a problem uh, with that idea. People try to get out of that, Joel, by quoting, and I just want to look at the biblical passage here, Ezekiel 28. Yes. Uh, some say that this refers to the king of Tyre. Some say it refers to the fall of uh, Adam. So gap theorists appeal to this. This is that passage where it says, you were in Eden in the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. On that day you were created, they prepared, you were anointed a guardian, cherub. That's a key point, isn't it? So what's, what's a cherub? Yeah. So I placed you in the holy mountain of God, uh, and then it kind of talks about his destruction because his heart was proud. What's your take on that? Well, even though there are many interpretations of this passage, since gap theorists all agree that this speaks about the fall of Satan, let's use this view and look at the gap theory and see whether it's even consistent with what the claim it says. Right. Here we read about anointed guided cherub. Right. And so what's a cherub? Well, the angel. Bible, an angel. Yeah. And not just an angel, it's the angel that guards the throne of God. It covers, overshadows the Ark of the Covenant. That's right, yeah, yeah. And you remember when Adam and Eve were chased from the garden, God placed a cherub to guard it with a flaming sword. Correct, yeah. So this being is in his unfallen state. He says here that on the day he was, he was created, he was adorned with precious stones where Adam was created naked. So this is obviously something else. And he's walking in the Garden of Eden. He says that you were in Eden, the Garden of God. Hmm. When was the Garden of Eden created? Yeah, and, and I think we're getting a picture from the holy mountain, the stones, that this is a perfect world. Yes, so the, the right. fall has not really occurred there. You know, you and I were discussing before, we, we mentioned that the millions of years comes from the rock layers. Yes. And uh, so that Lucifer's flood was a way of explaining those, you know, rock layers with fossils in them, a difference. But the secularists believe that those rock layers were all laid down slowly, gradually. Over millions, millions of Millions of them. Yes. So was Lucifer doing that over millions of years? You see my point? They, yes. Lucifer's flood would have to say, well, all those rock layers were laid down instantaneously. I mean, we kind of believe that as a result of Noah's flood, Noah's that it's flood, happened in the yes. 12 months of the Noah's flood. So isn't that actually a self-refuting argument? It is. You see, the, the reason why they come up with this idea of Lucifer's flood, which is not even the Bible at all, right. is because they want to explain the rock layers. And so when you believe in the Lucifer flood, you have to deny that Noah's flood was a global flood. Why? Because if Lu Lucifer's flood laid down the rock layers, Noah's flood would have destroyed all the rock layers and laid down its own rock layers. Yeah. In other words, the rock layers is no longer a record of millions of years. So when they believe in Lucifer's flood, destroying all life, they have to say Noah's flood was the local flood. But, but Lucifer's flood couldn't occur over millions of years, but they're trying to say the rock layers are millions of years, which is why we put a Lucifer's flood in. That's a circular circular uh, reasoning that doesn't work. It's precisely, it's an yeah. issue because now they appeal to Lucifer's flood for the rock layers. But if Lucifer's flood was what laid down all the rock layers, the rock layers is a record of a one-time event. 
Yeah. It's not slow, gradual, millions of years. So let's discuss the syntax, because this is another one yes. um, gap theorists appeal to that, uh, and it depends upon your which version of the Bible you're going to read, because at the ver- beginning of verse 2, Schofield said that this could be rendered, the earth became void, etc. Now, some passages say, and was void, and now was void. At the beginning there, we have something, it's a Hebrew letter known as a vav, and here we have what's called a vav disjunctive. The best way you could describe it, it's a pause in the narrative sequence. So we got, yes, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Boom, that's it. And now we're going to tell you what happened. But there's no huge gap of time there. And then following that, we got something really important, which is the same Hebrew letter, but we call it a vav consecutive. Yes. And with a vav consecutive, that's why we read in our English Bibles, and now, and and, and, like, and, like. and, and it goes on all through Genesis 1, through the whole six days. And that's telling us that these are, con, you know, sequence of yes. consecutive events, one after the other. What's some other points about this, this alleged gap, this disjunctive that don't work? Yeah, the gap theory tries to put millions of years in between verse 1 and verse 2. But this is what Genesis 1, chapter, verse 1 and 2 says. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then he puts that vav disjunctive, which is now the earth was without form and void. So the vav disjunctive is not an event that occurs after verse 1. Verse 2 is not something that occurs after verse 1. Verse 2 is a description of verse 1. See, verse 1 is a summary statement. In the beginning, God created. That's the big key. It's a summary statement. Summary statement. Now we're going to give you the detail. Yes, yes. And that's that's the key. Now. Yes. (laughs) So if you try to put a gap in between verse 1 and verse 2, you really do not understand Hebrew at all. That's not the way. The, the, the syntax doesn't allow you to put a gap in between there. So I want to revisit those, the, the, uh, the rock layers, the sedimentary layers, uh, which is where the millions of years comes from. At the time of Schofields, they found Neanderthals. Yes, that's right. right? And they were alleged missing links. In my day growing up in school, these pictured as brutish creatures, but that's not the case anymore. Yes. So in the gap theory, they used to believe that um, we find human bones in the fossil record. And they said that was caused by Lucifer's flood. So instead of calling that humans, they said that those are subhumans like Neanderthals. Right. But today we know Neanderthals, they are fully human. They live in caves, which, and caves are caused by the worldwide flood, which means they are descendants of Noah. Well, they buried their dead, had controlled use of fire, made yes. cosmetics, had musical instruments. And of course, their DNA has been sequenced. And it's human. And you have Neanderthal genes in you, and so do I. Yes, that's right. So if they bred with humans, by definition, they're humans. So here's the take-home point of that. If Neanderthals, which were alleged to be missing links at the time of Schofield, were in those rock layers, but they're fully human, aren't we putting humans in the gap before day six of creation when God said he made Adam and Eve? That's true, but the gap theory will try to get around that. They will say that these are soulless, pre-Adamic people. Yeah, but, like, but we've like just, say, but we've just they, said the DNA evidence doesn't say that. The DNA doesn't support so that So that's idea. my point. That's the problem. And these people, they have rituals. That means they have religious practices. So you have a group of soulless people trying to worship some kind of deity, right. and then they're punished by Lucifer's flood for no fault of their own, destroyed. Yeah. While Lucifer himself, the guilty party, escaped to be able to tempt Adam and Eve in the new created world. It doesn't make sense at all. So right. the guilty person, the guilty party, Satan himself, 
escaped scot-free and everyone else who was innocent got destroyed as a result of that. So we covered a lot of stuff there. I mean, uh, in our new series, the Genesis Academy, uh, in one of the sessions I fully discuss in more detail the gap theory. You can go to creation.com, type in gap theory, soft gap theory. There's all sorts of different takes on it. But let me just summarize the, the points here, that the whole idea of the gap theory was to insert millions of years in scripture. Uh, Schofield, his cohorts had deferred to a secular interpretation of the natural world that said it was millions and billions of years old. The reason is the millions of years comes from the rock layers. But then there's a problem because there are fossils in those rock layers. The Genesis flood doesn't happen until chapter 6. So we have a Lucifer's flood to create all the rock layers and the fossils. Theological problem, Lucifer could not have fallen before day 6. Then we've got Neanderthal fossils, which they believed were missing links. Now we know they're fully human. Can't be because God didn't create Adam and Eve till day six. You can't have humans in the fossil record before day six of creation. So there's a summary statement. Now, I know some of you listening, that's very challenging. I know from our own experience, Joel, when you've held on to an idea, it's what you were taught maybe as a young Christian, and you've reconciled this tension between Bible and the science 20, 30 years ago, perhaps, and it's all sorted out. And here we are trying to overturn that view Hopefully, you will see, not from an arrogant point of view, but we've tried to point out the theological problems with that death before the fall being uh, one of them. So again, uh, before you comment, before you say anything, can I encourage you, please go to creation.com, type in gap theory, lots and lots of articles. Another great book is Refuting Compromise by Dr. Jonathan Safady, which covers all of these ideas of trying to fit millions of years in the scripture somewhere as well. Anything you want to add on that, Joel, at all? No, I think that's good. All right. And again, thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like and share this. And also, if you're not familiar, there is a notification button there. So as these new talks appear, uh, you can be notified in your inbox on your phone straight away. Plug it into the car stereo, Bluetooth it, listen to it on your way to work. So we're trying to get information out and we need you as a vehicle to do that as well. At CMI, we're providing the bullets ultimately for you folks to fire. So thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time.